You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Welcome back to Gospel-Centered Rest. We're so glad that you're joining us for another episode. Well, we're going to continue our discussion on caring for one another and cultivating meaningful relationships. And in doing so, today, specifically, we're going to be talking about what it means to navigate disagreement well. How can we navigate disagreement around COVID-19? Disagreement around how the government's been functioning. Disagreement on theology, even within the church. But some of these things tend to cause some dissension because of the disagreement. But the gospel gives us such good, wonderful, clear answers as to how we can navigate these kinds of things with one another as we're caring and loving for one another. Now, David, you'd probably agree with me that any, any meaningful relationship at one point or another is going to come across with some disagreement, <laughs> right? Yes, very much. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and that's good. In, uh, in, in fact, the, the, it's not that the Bible encourages it, but the Bible tells us that we will expect it and mm-hmm. it will be part of our life. And that is part of the redeeming work of Christ is to redeem our words hmm. uh, and to redeem how we uh, treat one another, how we love one another. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about the scene uh, across the world today, it, it's almost like we live in this culture that has forgotten how to be polite with one another and even just being polite during something like having a disagreement with somebody else it's like it's like we are brought up to now not be able to disagree well and lovingly with one another now david from your perspective how have you seen this play out in church life and what are some things that we can that we can gather from the gospel, from the truth of God's word, that can help us navigate this part of meaningful relationships. Yeah, the church is a unique place uh, because what unites us is Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a there is a lot in our lives where we have opportunity to to disagree with one another, mm-hmm. um, and then even when we think about our relationship with Christ we find lots of opportunity to disagree with one another in things that we understand or passages that we read or um, uh, j- just how we, how we would formulate or how we would live out the Christian life. Mm-hmm. So uh, in, in, that, in that sense, there's this, there is this real challenge. And again, it's why the Bible talks so much about our words. Um, but I think, the, the, I mean, there, there's so much that can be said about this, but Maybe two things uh, just to begin our discussion. First mm-hmm. of all, the Bible does talk about out of the overflow of the heart, um, we speak. Mm. And so when we talk about disagreements or when we talk about the words that we use, um, it actually begins with our heart. Uh, and that's challenging because um, is our heart being conformed more and more to the image of Christ? Mm-hmm. And so we think when we use disruptive words or we just find it hard to be around someone that we really disagree with and mm-hmm. and just love them and, and not say anything um we we say to ourselves well uh like like why is that so hard um and it's because our hearts and 
Uh, and then I think the second thing that follows that is it's not just our hearts, but I think we think that we can just be really good at it yeah. on the spur of the moment. Yeah. Um, but, but it's hard. And, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give an example of, of it being hard, but just the need, especially when, when we know our vulnerabilities and when we know that we're going through difficult times and our, we, we can have less patience with people, show less love towards people, um, mm-hmm. are, be more irritated with what people believe or think or how they're traveling through whatever it is, COVID or just relationship, um, that we need to store up uh, the word of God in our, our life, yeah. in our heart. So that if, if it's the overflow of the heart, then what words are we storing up within our heart? And you have a sense of that. Um, I've just actually been reading through Proverbs in, in hmm. my devotions, and uh, I'm up to Proverbs 4, but I was just reading in Proverbs 2. Um, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listen closely to wisdom and directing hmm. your heart to, to understanding Furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord mm. and discover the knowledge of God. And if you just look at those first five verses, it's um, if you accept my words, store up my commands, listen closely to wisdom, directing your heart to understanding. Mm-hmm. When we're in conflict with others, that's usually not happening. Um, right. we're, we're not directing our hearts to understanding we're, we're, there, there's a there's a thousand and one other things going on so if it's out of the overflow of the heart then are we storing up for ourselves um, the word in our heart directed by the holy spirit just praying that god would mm-hmm. use that um, seeking it like uh, silver hiding or um, searching for it like a hidden treasure then we understand the fear of the lord and and i think whether it's covid whether it's relational whether it's marriage whether it's within the church um, the, it's the fear of the Lord, mm. uh, because the fear of the Lord helps us through conflict, um, as b- because it's, it's, it's him that we follow and mm. he's big enough, uh, to handle our differences and, and to help mm. us work through those. Mm. Now, David, we're not talking about like major big issues here, uh, you would probably agree that that a lot of the things that we face and the disagreements that we face with one another, within the church, within our closest relationship, are usually pretty minor things. It could be a, a matter of preference. It could even be a, a matter of doctrine that isn't ne- that we wouldn't necessarily say is like a fundamental, foundational point of doctrine mm-hmm. uh, within these things. But I love what you said there about how what's in our hearts is going to come out through how we respond and react to these disagreements. Now, what do you think about this statement that there can be unity without uniformity within the church? Can you say that again? There can be unity without uniformity. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to, that, that, is, um, uh, that is one of the challenges uh, what you just mentioned earlier that they're not big issues, some of them, um, and mm. and that's that's part of the, part of the part of the difficulty of navigating because for certain people, whether it's what they've grown up with or fears or uh, you know the 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 other pressures of life, and this is just one more pressure added to them. It mm-hmm. is a big deal to them, yeah. Or even theologically, um, it was so imprinted on their heart that this is massive. 
Mm-hmm. And we might hear it and we might say, well, that's a, you know, that's a tertiary issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not a, it's not a primary issue. And, and so I think part of uh, navigating through conflict, and especially uh, like a time through COVID, is uh, for some people, this is a real passionate issue. And, and we, want to, um, we want to treat that with respect mm-hmm. as well and, and, and love them. Uh, mm-hmm. even, even in, in some of those disagreements, but, but love them because if we just say, well, it's, it's not a big issue, then to us, it's not a big issue. But, um, it, it's like if somebody comes to us and, and, you know, talks about a relational issue and they say you, and you say, well, that, I mean, that's, that doesn't seem, that seems like something you can work through rather easily. Right. They're like, but I don't know how, and it's, it really is a big deal to me. So, um, it's, it's like, we haven't listened to them well. And, and obviously listening is so incredibly important for navigating through conflict. And and then actually leading into that unity without uniformity, that's what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is actually is actually a good place to end up. You could you can still have unity. Yes. Um, but you can have disagreements. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I think uh, Philippians three helps us under helps us understand that it it's a passage that I actually refer uh, to help uh, my heart mm. um, in in times of uh, you know conflict or, or whatever it might be um, because Paul has this amazing balance um, in Philippians chapter three he talks about reaching a goal um, and uh, not that I have already reached the goal or am made perfect but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have also taken hold I have also taken hold of it by Christ Jesus so. I think what he's doing there in part is he's saying that's a common confession. Yeah. Like like you and I might differ on yeah. certain things, but we don't differ on verse 12. Right. So COVID, we don't differ on verse 12. Um, if we have this discussion, um, we're, we're making every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Like he's the one uh, who unites us. And then he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. That is an extremely humble statement. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the package deal. And if we approach our conversations with humility and, and say, you know, this is where I'm at at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm willing to listen because um, I, don't, I don't consider that I've, I've taken hold of it. I, I haven't arrived. And then he mm-hmm. says, forgetting what's reaching forward. Um, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's call, heavenly calling heavenly call in Christ Jesus. That's our heart attitude. Yeah. Um, we are just wanting to, to we, we're wanting the same thing. Um, we're pursuing mm-hmm. that prize promised by, by God's mm-hmm. heavenly call in Christ Jesus. And then, so what happens, I think verse 15 is what happens when we have disagreement. Therefore, all of us who are mature think this way. And I think that's part of the Proverbs too, is storing up yeah, and just growing up. Uh, and if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. Now, some people will say, well, we can't leave it there. But um, if, if we've understood verses 12 through 14, that we have the same goal, we have the same Christ, um, and none of us has arrived, um, we can leave it with the Lord. Because he goes on to say, um, in any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. So we might disagree on on COVID, or we might disagree on certain passages, or we might disagree on certain relational issues. But what what um, what do we have? What truth have we attained? Mm-hmm. Well, at minimum, love God and love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so, 
uh, even in my disagreement, I can, I can still live up to the truth that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is, well, I'm still going to love you um, because we're still in the same family, Mm -hmm. calls them brothers and sisters. And then verse 17, join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. We want to be an example. We want to be an example in front of our kids. We want to be an example in the church. And we want to be an example in our communities of how to um, handle disagreements well. Because as you mentioned at the very beginning, uh, we live in an increasingly fractured society mm-hmm. that is really angry and and um, really emphasizes division. Yeah, yeah. Which is completely different than what we see in the book of Philippians. Especially just consider these words in Philippians chapter 2. If then is it, there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in Spirit, intent on one purpose. And how do we do this? Verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than ourselves. Um, everyone should look not out only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And then Paul goes on to give us, uh, to explain to us the example of Christ's own humility and his coming exaltation and how Christ's example shows us this kind of humility. And how appropriate is this discussion when it comes to dealing with disagreements, uh, dealing with others um, whom we love and others within the body of Christ. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. Mm -hmm. It's like stopping for a moment and asking yourself when you're in that conversation, am I doing, am am I arguing my point or am I treating this other person out of selfish ambition or conceit, or am I actually doing this, um, having the same love as verse two tells us, united in the spirit, intent on the purpose, um, the same purpose that the Christ came and lived out the same humility for us, and or or am I am I showing them the love of Christ in this moment? Am I uh, showing them Christ-like humility in this moment? And probably a good question that we could ask. Um, ask ourselves after we do have a conversation or a disagreement with somebody is how did I show the love of Christ Mm -hmm. just there? If that person was to walk away from this conversation with me, would they think, oh man, Tyler, he was just so full of the love of Christ there. Or would they say, ah, that was, that was pretty, um, that was, that was a little, too selfish. That was, um, he was, he was seeking out for his own interests. Um, so I just love that Philippians really lays out a lot of these, uh, a lot Mm -hmm. of these, these things that, that stem from the heart. And where does it start? It starts with the heart, with humility, with, um, with selflessness, uh, with putting others before ourselves. And, and I think a very practical, way to know if we're doing that is not just if another person says, boy, you really represented Christ well, because I don't think <laughs> yeah. we, we don't usually check in with one another that way. But mm-hmm. if you can continue the conversation at a later time, yeah, or if somebody just like, if, I mean, you sometimes hear about this in marriage, like they just stop talking. Mm. Um, and so we think, well, that, those were the words that were used. Um, and, and probably at some level, but at another level, it's how do you have a conversation where uh, you can carry on that conversation 
Um, especially thinking of the passage in Philippians 2 and Philippians 3, speaking about, you know, just maturing. And mm-hmm. uh, the next time I have a conversation with that person, I have an opportunity to mature, uh, to refocus, and um, to maybe maybe I haven't listened well. Um, so if, if our conversations, people just start, in a sense, stop talking to us about mm-hmm. sensitive mm-hmm. issues and mm-hmm. everybody talks to you about the weather, it might be a bit of an indicator that um, we're, we're not navigating disagreement very well. Mm, that's, a, that's a really good point to make. Paul also says in the book of Titus in chapter 3, yeah. he says, But avoid foolish debates, genealogies, quarrels, and disputes about the law, because they are unprofitable and worthless. I mean, what strong yeah. language he's using here. Um, reject a divisive person after a first and second warning. For you know that such a person has gone astray and is sinning. He is self-condemned. What do you think Paul is is getting at here? What, why do you think he would he would plant this right at the end of the book of Titus? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's just so important in ministry, and it's just so important in life. Um, uh, we talked a bit about this with David and Goliath because uh, with David, he's lining up on the battlefield, starting to ask questions, and then his brother Eliab mm, says, right, right. Uh, and he, he really judged David harshly. Um, yeah. He said, basically, you have a wicked heart, and I know you're filled with arrogance and, and pride. Um, and, and David uh, responded in, in what I think was you know, in an amazingly remarkable way, basically saying, I'm, I'm not going to get into it with you, Eliab. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost like I'm. I'm sorry you feel that way, and and that just takes a lot of Christian maturity. Um, hmm. It's it's okay to be able to disagree on those matters, uh, and and not to, uh, and and it's actually amazing how much Scripture talks about that. To to watch out for those arguments. I mean, another passage that I think I've referenced a fair bit at at Grace is Second uh, Timothy chapter two verse twenty two. Mm-hmm. Flee from youthful passions. And pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. And that's where we began, basically saying um, it doesn't just happen. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't. If if we're going through an, an especially difficult time of navigating disagreement with others, how do, how are we storing up? Um, mm-hmm. How are we, uh, you know, wrestling with God and say, Lord, I just need a pure heart in these matters. And so what is a pure heart? Verse 23, reject foolish and ignorant disputes. Mm-hmm. Um, and reject doesn't mean, I don't think it means I have to verbally um, <laughs> say, I just yeah. reject that. Yeah. Um, but it's to say kind of like David um, yeah. when, he, when he talks to uh, Eliab. And um, Eliab is you know, really on his case. And David could have taken a huge offense and, and made it a massive issue. Um, and David said, what have I done now? Um, it was just a question. And he just totally diffused it. And then uh, he goes on to say in verse 24, um, the Lord's servant must not quarrel, but be gentle to everyone, able to teach yeah. and patient. So I think those three things are very, you know, very instructive. Do we have a gentle approach? Mm-hmm. Um, able to teach, not being pedantic with one another or, you know, unless I'm a teachy type person, mm-hmm. but just in conversation. Um, and And if we're going to, clearly explain ourselves well that means that we've listened well people think oh i just don't have i don't have the right words and sometimes we don't have the right words but sometimes we just haven't listened to the other person so that we respond to what they're saying Um, we respond to their concern or their fears 
Um, and then, so he says, be gentle, able to teach, and patient. And if we are going to navigate, it's not going to be just with humility as we learned in um, Philippians, but it is going to be patient. Mm-hmm. How do we just be patient? And, and we know this in whether it's friends or marriage. Um, often the dispute happens because we just, um, we lack gentleness and we lack patience. Mm. We think if we're able to teach, but teaching comes with gentleness and patience. Whether even as a church leader, whether that's in a pulpit or, or just one-on-one conversation, instructing his opponents with gentleness, perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. And so that is such a freeing moment because to navigate disagreement is we don't need to convince people. Um, for example, even when I'm preaching, it's not my job to convince. I mean, I want to be gentle. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to teach. I want to be truthful. Um, I want to be patient. You need to be patient in the pulpit with people and, and invite them into the conversation. And they may not be there at that time. And it might mm-hmm. be a growing moment. Um, and same thing in a conversation. But it's God that leads to repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is God's work. And so even as we go through COVID or with theology or relational issues, gentleness, good conversations comes through, good listening, and then we have this patience. Um, and then they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. And so that final verse is important because um, I think uh, Paul is saying to young Timothy, um, he's saying, you know, it's bigger than your agenda. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's also saying to Timothy, I, I need to escape the trap of the devil. Mm-hmm. And I need people who... And uh, like, I don't just need people who are able to teach, but I need yeah. people to be gentle with me yeah. and I need people to be patient with me. And that's what we pray for our families, our friendships, our church, you know, ultimately our country, mm-hmm. uh, that some of these words, um, that, that I won't be taken captive mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'll, I don't want that person, but my heart, I, I, you know, I know my heart and yeah. at, a, at a certain level and it's, I, speak into my life. I don't want to be taken captive. And that's why we need to navigate disagreement because if we don't navigate disagreement, we become an island Mm -hmm. and nobody, Mm -hmm. we say, well, I won't be able to speak in anybody's life, but the greater danger is nobody will then speak into my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we really think of disagreement as like a, as a very negative word, but it can be a, it can be a positive thing with gentleness, with patience, with humility. Um, the way that, that, the gospel has laid out for us to live in in unity with one another with those fruits of the spirit yeah. and when you've got the hum, when you when you're seeking him humbly uh with gentleness with patience with humility in these in these conversations then i believe you're going to have the discernment mm-hmm. the discernment to tell is this really that big of a deal or not yeah. or can i then as um as Ephesians 5, 20 tells me to do, submit myself to someone else. Can I then just um, put them first? Can can I put their interests before my own? Again, Philippians 2, in this moment and in this discussion, um, is this really that big of a deal? Um, Because what's a bigger deal is the fact that we approach these conversations with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. Yeah. Yeah, we just, we just went through, for, again, you and I are just referencing so many passages, yeah, and we're just, this is like a drop in the bucket. It this is. is a constant conversation going on. And, and the greatest example is, is ultimately Christ. 
mm-hmm. like the triune God and, and how, how, the, how God navigates um, our disagreements with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he continually loves us and is patient and is gentle. I mean, I just think of how many things I, I've had to learn and I still have to learn. And God's so gracious. He still welcomes me and invites mm-hmm. me. And he, he lets me walk away, lets me, um, I, I walk away disagreeing and really wrestling with some of the things I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. But, but God doesn't abandon me. Mm-hmm. Um, God, and, and God's word is just written in such a way that he welcomes conversation. Um, God's person is revealed in such a way where he welcomes conversation and you just say, okay, I can wrestle with this and he's being gentle and he's being, he's being patient with me. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too is it just, and God is all wise. So he does it so perfectly, but we sometimes lack wisdom. So we, we traveled through first Peter and first Peter is an interesting chapter four coming to the end. And he says, Mm -hmm. the end of all things is near. Therefore be alert and sober minded for prayer. So a lot of this is born out of prayer. As we pray for the others who disagree with us, um, that will help us to be alert and sober-minded. And then he says, above all, maintain constant love. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Wow. You know, maintain constant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not just yeah. above all love, but above all. So it's, I mean, all these uh, were like above everything else. Mm-hmm. Maintain. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a, it's going to be a long journey constant you know we, we we're up and down people but constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins um and and again like we've talked about be hospitable to one another without complaining uh welcoming people into our life but it takes wisdom to to say you know i'm, I'm just going to cover that with love mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm i'm going to absorb the cost mm-hmm. of that remark Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to love, love them despite the multitude of sins. And that's vastly different than sometimes what happens when we come to disagreement, because sometimes in disagreement, it, it leads from verbal disagreement or, you know, theological disagreement to an attack on the character. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a big leap to yeah. go from, well, I disagree with you and now I'm going to insult you. Yeah. Or I'm going to send you a text that's just going to tear a strip off you. Or I'm just going to leave you, uh, like your life. Or I'm going to cancel you. Or I'm going to cancel you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and so there's so much wisdom here. Um, so, so we need to watch uh, that we don't go down that angry path where we just start becoming that person. Yeah. And that, that really dovetails nicely with Romans twelve eighteen, which, uh, which encourages us to live at peace with one another yeah. um, as much as possible. Yeah. Live at peace with one another. Yeah. What a wonderful verse and what a wonderful passage. And it's amazing because that's, I mean, I mean, all the Bible is theology, but Romans yeah. is theology yeah. upon theology. Yeah. You're swimming in theology yeah. when it comes to Romans, but that's what you come up with, mm-hmm. um, passages like that. So theology isn't just head knowledge. It's them were filled with the character of Christ, um, created or um, being formed in the image of Christ, and mm-hmm. uh, out of Book of Romans. So, and it leads us to love and to peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, it's, so theology is extremely practical. It's mm-hmm. storing up for ourselves um, words, so that that we we not only have the character of Christ, but the words of Christ. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for your time here, David. Thank you, Tyler. And, and this is really 
we just scratched the surface. Yeah. I don't even know if we scratched the surface. No. We just like touched it. Put a um, fingerprint. Just in put it. a fingerprint <laughs> in it because yeah. you could come at this from so many different angles. Yeah. We didn't even get into what are the things that are worth um, that are yeah. worth disagreeing yeah. over or things that aren't. And yeah. maybe at a later episode uh, we uh, will. But we want to emphasize that the most important part. Uh, going into a disagreement with someone else is your own character and our own character. And are we living with humility, with gentleness, with patience, yep. with self-control? Yeah. And just, just, if I can just add one more thing, Yeah. Uh, you and Byron and I talk about this quite a bit, but we're just so thankful for Grace Bible Church mm-hmm. and um, for the love that they've shown one another yes. during yeah. these times. Yeah. Um, again, we don't, uh, they've been difficult times. Mm-hmm. Um, people are having difficult conversations, but the love um, and the practical support uh, and the different kinds of hospitality that are taking place, yeah. reaching out, yeah. um, just caring for one another, loving one another. So um, we're, we have so much to be thankful for to God, for the family at GBC and, and just the love that, that and, and how well they do in navigating through yeah. uh, difficult times yeah. like this. So, yeah. so thankful and, and just, um, thank the Lord for, for the GBC family. Yeah. Definitely. Cause we have, um, we have people in our church from a variety of different backgrounds, a variety of different perspectives. And, uh, and I can, I can say as a pastor, being able to interact with those yeah. here at the church, um, it is, it is a loving interaction, and, and people have been so gracious to us yeah. as, as we've yeah. as we've sought to navigate and and the words of encouragement and yeah. support, um, yeah, the, the Lord's above does above and beyond mm-hmm. what we can imagine. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. <laughs>